The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday, October 1st edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue, Huntington. It's Monday. That means one thing. Actually, it means two things. Yeah. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots all day, all evening, right here. That's where everyone comes and exactly. hangs out. And our girl. Dave Walsh is here. Yes. He's happily here. Um, I, I don't know why you're wearing that shirt today. You wearing... Our shirts are t- totally opposite today. You're yeah. basking in first place, Look. and I'm going like, we've been hosed again. Cincinnati Bengals shirt <laughs> yes. on, on this Monday. You've on got the... the Cleveland Browns shirt on this Monday. That's right. That means our lives are going two complete different yes. directions here. You're elated, and I'm going like, can we please measure that a third time? Come on, guys. I saw your uh, I saw your former coworker, the columnist today. He's not very happy, was he? Oh, he was okay. He's dealing okay. with it. I mean, he he didn't use any words I couldn't repeat, but he did um, he did confess that uh, you know maybe some things should have been different in a in a very polite way. Yeah. And I'll go with that, and I'll leave it at that. That's right. But so on your side, hey, they go to Atlanta, went on the road. Hey, it's People all good. Cincinnati going and oh, they lose their tight end. On a, had a Did bad you watch that replay? That's why there's like you don't. It's I never want to see that no, again. No. I I'm still sickened by what I, I saw. They kind of like tell you, okay, turn your head. Hey, if you don't want to see this <laughs> most disgusting thing ever, you should turn your head right exactly. now. And of course, it's a train wreck, so you want to look. And I recommend you, if you haven't seen it, don't don't just just take, just take my word for it. He's it's, hurt. It's he's gruesome. not going to play for a while. He's not going to play for the rest of the year. Yeah. Is what came out. Okay. So he's out for the rest of the season. Well, that means three and one. People in Cincinnati very happy at a- this point. Thankfully, AJ Green was back and healthy. He was the one with the winning reception. There you go. So the Bengals are on to Miami. They've got Miami coming in to Paul Brown Stadium. That's on Sunday. We'll have that game for you on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, of course, it's going to be on television. So if you're looking for a place to watch all your football action, usually the place to come on most days is the Union Pub and Grill. So. Monday Night Football coming up tonight. This yeah. is the place to be for that. All the TVs will be on the big game, and, of course, exactly. Friday night will be here. Friday night, if they're not there, they should be here because you know who's playing on Friday night this week. The Herd. Thundering Herd's taking on MTSU. And uh, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday here yes. in a few minutes. We'll get his thoughts on Marshall, the fact that they are taking a Friday now. This is, by the way, on Doc Time, this is Tuesday, right. so we shouldn't even be here at the Union because this is that Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, the Union was yesterday on Doc Time, and yeah. today is Tuesday. So I guess he's got the kids all bought in that today's Tuesday because usually they don't practice on Sunday. They practice on right. Sunday. They had a light practice. Yes. And so now we're on. That's after the bus ride. Yeah, the back. bus ride. I think from all indications, I think maybe they came back around noon. They got a few hours. Uh, no, not off the bus, but they uh, came back to uh, the yeah. stadium about then, noon to uh, do some workouts and other things. They got a few hours rest in between. It was a happy bus oh ride. Yeah. They won. They they should feel good about the fact that they were able to win. Ryan B., we're going to hear from him later on. I asked him, basically, how does it feel, man? You come out and you make the big play. What a difference maker. He wasn't around for a while. Now, the last, you know, NC State makes his presence in the other night. What? Typical Ryan. That's what, you know, on defensive side, making plays. What do you do beat? without him? You don't have him on the field. You might lose that game. Yeah. That's a game you could have lost. That's a game maybe you should have lost. Yeah. It could have went either way. But he, he helps you steal it. 
There's sometimes that happens. You steal a game. And now you've got MTSU coming in, which first to place on the line. You've got to realize that they beat FAU. Yes. And that ruined think, everything for me. I, I was think, so excited for FAU in the house on homecoming. They've come? lost now. Are you not coming now? I'll be there. You I sure? have to be there. But okay. <laughs> I had some ideas for things, and I'm going like, Lane, you didn't even break 30 against those guys? What's up with that? The defense gets uh, a lot of credit there. The offense yeah. is what people talk about for middle, but the defense is maybe something you should pay a little bit more attention to because they've got a pretty good defense. Yes. We're going to hear a little bit about their defense later on. We've got uh, some sound from Levi Brown. We talked to him briefly, Jordan Dowry. I've got a little bit of him today. We're going to have some of this all throughout the week. I've got mostly uh, Doc Holliday today for you. I've got Ryan B., a couple of uh, comments from Malik Gant, Tyree Brady, Jordan, as we mentioned, uh, Levi. So those are the guys you're going to hear from today. And, of course, your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. As it's a short week, so we're quickly moving into preparation time for Marshall and MTSU. Uh, that means some things have changed on the schedule as well. Doc Holiday show, which you usually hear on Thursday, that's going to be on Wednesday night. So if you're uh -oh. looking for the Doc Holiday show, that's a Wednesday night affair now. That means um, Wednesday's Thursday on the Doc Holiday calendar. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this. Keep that straight. Oh, I've got to. I'm, I'm on Doc Holiday time yeah. now. So on Friday, which is going to be Thursday, I am going to tell everyone, hey, look, I'm on Doc Holiday time. And so I'm not coming in on, uh, I'm not coming in on Friday. No, there you They're go. They're going to look at me They're like, no. <laughs> they work that way. Actually, I can just stay off early on Friday. Because Friday's Thursday and Doc Holiday time. That's right. It's not going to work that way, but no. we're, I'm going to give it my best we'll shot. We'll give it a shot, brother. So that's what we've got in store for you. Of course, Doc Holiday always uh, has um, something to say. And <laughs> I'm going to get you updated on him as well, telling us about the status of Alex Thompson. I'm just going to tease that for you. If you follow me on Twitter, you already got the sound bite. If you don't follow me on Twitter, sometimes you're going to hear things there first. And we'll hear from Doc Holiday, of course. We'll also basically basically break this one down for you. And, hey, some, some player of the week honors coming Marshall's way. Uh, Co-offensive player of the week belongs to one. You've got yeah, Stockstill. Stockstill. He is a co-offensive player of the week. So you've got the co-offensive player of the week coming in here. And take a guess who the other co-offensive player of the week is. Number eight. Yep, Tyree Brady. Tyree Brady, co-offensive player of the week. Exactly. I was sitting there... The other day thinking like he burst onto the scene last year and I, there are times I've sat back and go where would this team be without number eight as a weapon where would they be I mean I mean he's drawing crowds and everything else and what I, I talked to some people and they were surprised that Western kind of like dude the only way you can lose is that last line they have to cross and they had one-on-one -on -one coverage against Tyree Brady and I'm going to whatever and uh, he caught the slant, turned it up the field, and raced to the end zone. I'm telling you, if um, if I was going to give Defensive Player of the Week award based on one play, I'm giving it to Ryan B. Yes. I'm giving it to that guy. Exactly. So Ryan B is going to be my Defensive Player of the Week. Of course, that's not the case in Conference USA. It does not matter. No. So Tyree Brady and Brent Stockstill, the co-offensive players of the week. Uh, Jalen Ferguson, uh, Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. So you've got... Where's he from? Where is he from? He is from Louisiana Tech. Yeah. They, hey, they beat North Texas on the road. That's a big one as well. Yes. That's, so, that's a surprise, I think. That's a big one. 
to talk about. So we've got all that to talk about. We're going to hear a little bit from Doc Holliday, so we're going to jump into that when we come back from break. want to remind you we are here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Monday special, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. And, of course, you can listen to the show right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, October 1st edition. The drive comes to you live from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Paul Swan, the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh, with you. It's Monday. But on Doc Holiday time, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, so that means it's time for Doc Holiday's press conference. And Doc, today, of course, um, a short week getting ready for MTSU. And as he always does, he opens up with his opening statement, gives us kind of a, a summary and a preview at the same time. Basically, this is the wrap-up statement <laughs> of what happened yeah. on Saturday. We're now moving ahead. Here's Doc Holiday's opening statement from earlier this afternoon. As you know, it's an abbreviated week. Today's Tuesday, so uh, we practiced last night, which we normally don't practice on Sundays, but that was Monday. Uh, today will be Tuesday, and then we'll just keep on rolling like Friday to Saturday. So 
got a great challenge this week, of course, with the middle. They had a great win, uh, you know, went down 21 to nothing to FAU there at the home last week, came back and found a way to win that game. So, you know, it seems like it starts with Stockstill, their quarterback. Um, his dad's been there, I think, 12 or 13 years. He's like, he's been there longer than his dad. So he's been there forever. But he's just such a competitive kid, uh, a great young guy that just plays extremely hard. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a handful. You know, he makes plays with his feet, uh, extremely tough. And there was, there was, you know, you watch him at the FAU game that on that last drive, they took it down to win the game. He made two just unbelievable plays. You know, he sprints out on fourth and two and gets the first down there to continue the drive. Then that two-point play he made there at the end of the game to win it for him was just a guy was right in his face and he throws across his body into the tight end to make a play there. So he's a, he's a handful and he's got good players around him. They got their tailback back. Uh, Thomas in that game, 21, he'd been hurt uh, all year. So he's back now for him and they're back and healthy. So they're an excellent team. Uh, they're well coached. Stock does such a tremendous job of coaching those guys and, and they'll come in here ready to play and uh, we got to make sure we have a great week of preparation. So, All right, so they're an excellent team. He said that last week about Western Kentucky, Western. they're a really good team. I just want to point that out now. <laughs> Doc is consistent. So later this week when I get phone calls again, people mad at Doc for saying that this is a good team. I'm just going to say right now, he's he consistent. It. He's going to call everyone a good team. So don't call me and get mad at me. I didn't say it. So quarterback is what makes MTS you go. And Brent Stock still has been there for, a I don't know. time. He, he was pr- pr- probably playing when you were still on yeah. the Thundering Herd. I think that was his number. Yeah. Even though, you know, he, he's been there a long time. So uh, Doc talked a little bit more about the quarterback position there at MTSU. Uh, Stock still, he's the guy that makes that team go. You know, he's, he's similar to the uh, – I mean, he's different, a little bit different style-wise as, as a kid at NC State. You know, and a kid at NC State did the same thing that Virginia did against us. And uh, – you know, he just makes plays. He's very accurate. As you mentioned, you know, things, things Stocks does a little bit different than the kid at NC State because when things do break down, he's got tremendous uh, – Does a he's going to take off with it. And you, you keep he, he, and he never slides. I mean, he's like when he gets that ball in his hand, I mean, he's not going to slide and get down. He's like a running back running the ball. So, But he is – you know, he's very accurate, uh, similar to the NC State. I mean, you can't give him easy access throws, as you mentioned, because he, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll thread the needle and he'll throw the ball in there. So he, he's – He's a challenge because he can beat you with his feet and get on the perimeter and run the quarterback runs, which is a little different than the NC State guy. They weren't quite as much, you know, into the quarterback runs as as what Middle is. But uh, he's just a uh, he, he does it all, and, and like I say, he does it extremely well. So, do you want your quarterback being able to um, stay in the pocket? Do you want your quarterback to scramble? And if your quarterback is scrambling, would you rather him slide, Dave, as a former quarterback? You're sliding or you're going you're going head first? I would slide. The last couple of quarterbacks in Marshall need to work on their slide a little bit. Wasn't the greatest form we've seen out there. But the way Doc puts it, this guy doesn't believe in it. You know, he, I, we have seen him play. He's going to take it and take it and take it. If he gets hit, so be it. I mean, he knows he's, once he pulls it down, he's a lot like some other quarterbacks. Keep him in the pocket, okay. Once he gets outside the pocket, breaks contained, that's when he's really dangerous. Is he going to run? Is he going to throw? He's got you in limbo. Speaking of the run game, a little bit better. Still got some work to do, yes. but still it was better. It was a little bit more effective. They got almost four yards on an average, and Doc knows that that's important to get that running game going, and he talked a little bit about that earlier this afternoon. 
Well, it helps. I mean, you can't be one-dimensional. You know, it's, you, you got to continue to try to run the football. And as you mentioned, second half, you know, we did run a little better. I think we averaged a little bit, almost 3.9 yards per rush, which you like to be over four. But, uh, you know, they didn't run the ball very well. I think they averaged 1.9 yards per rush. So we, we did run the ball a little better. And I think when you, you, know, when you, can, mix it, when you can mix it up and, and they've got to respect the run, then there's no question it's going to help you throw the ball a little better. So, you know, we just got to continue to, you know, take what that defense gives us. And, and, and part of that is running the football when, when they allow that to happen. And we were better in the second half. We've got to build on that and be better again this week. Run game is the most important aspect yes. right now. That's something that this team has struggled with. It's not been an effective tool to set up the pass. They at least stayed with it. They tried to keep it going, and I think that helped, especially later on. Yes, second half was better. You think back to how many times last year when they got the leading games in the fourth quarter, what did they do? Run, 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 first downs, move the clock. And right now that's that's not there consistently. They're consistently. It makes it a little tough for Isaiah. You know, handing off, There's the holes aren't there, the box is stuffed, and um, making a little tough on coverage, although number eight, as you mentioned, he got an award today. He finds a way to get open regardless of how many guys are on him. That would make me feel very good knowing he's out there. Uh, definitely well earned. Now, part of the problems, I think, for Marshall, and in this game it was a problem for everybody, not just Marshall, but third down. Third down was not pretty. Teams could not do anything on third down. And on the Thundering Herd side, they've had some difficulty with third down, trying to get teams off the field the on third down. The other night was horrible. It was like one yeah. for a 1,000. I mean, it's like this is true three and out. They take away the 40-yard touchdown pass. They did nothing. And Doc understands. He was asked about that. He, he understands that third down is important. Well, there's no question it's extremely important. You know, we uh, the one thing I thought, you know, we went into that game, like I mentioned, I think I said here last Tuesday, I said we wanted to make sure we try to do a couple of things better. I said, number one, defensively get off the field on third down. We did that, you know, on third and fourth downs, you know, against those guys. They didn't convert that very well. I said, we have to do a better job of converting on third downs. We didn't do it. We didn't, we didn't make the improvement there that we felt we needed to make. It's going to have to happen this week. And I felt like we had to run the ball better. We did. You know, we're not, we can't be satisfied where we are with that, but it was better. And uh, so those are areas that will can, and, that, and that's all, that's all the time. I mean, any game you play, it's going to come down to who can, who can convert third downs and, and stay on the field and who can, and who can, if our defense can get off the field on third down. And fortunately for us, they did that on, on third and fourth down, uh, you know, last week against Western and thought the defense played extremely well. You take away. You know, had a couple of bonehead plays there at one at the end there. We got, got the ball thrown over our head, and you eliminate two of those plays. I mean, that team had, uh, you know, right at 200 yards of total offense, and that's where it should have been. So we just got to keep getting better. You know, we're in game, what, five now, and uh, and we just got to get we got to improve as a team in all three areas. And it's going to be important, you know, Friday night that, uh, that we, that, you know, I, I talk all the time about being, you know, the best team on the field. And in order to do that, you got to play tremendous special teams, which I thought we were okay special team-wise, you know, Saturday based on what they did. And, and you got to play great defense, which, you know, felt we got better there. And uh, and our offense can't – think we got, we got to eliminate those turnovers now. I mean, there's very few – I mean, I guarantee you after a game, you turn the ball over four times and you've won the game, that's unusual. I mean, you walk in there and – and you see, I look at the stat sheet, and you're now. Good thing is they turned over three. I mean, if you're sitting there at minus four, you're gonna lose the game. You know, so that can't happen. You gotta take care of the football, and you gotta uh, get better on that, and, and you gotta continue to take it away on defense. It's a big laundry list there. Yes, yes. 
because he, he, he mentioned in the postgame quickly, like four turnovers and win, surprisingly, but then Western Kentucky got generous and gave it back to us three times, so uh, we won't argue with that. Well, one of those big turnovers was Ryan B. Right. And we'll talk about that later. But one question that was asked to Doc, very, very end of the press conference today, was the status of Alex Thompson. And let me set this up by saying, and this isn't something Doc Holliday needs to worry about, but on social media on Saturday, oh. I'm pretty active there. I'm updating fans, conversing sometimes a little bit. And a lot of fans wanted to know why Alex Thompson's not in the game. For whatever reason, they wanted to know. So Doc addressed it today. So here's what Doc had to say as far as his status. And I think Doc expanded on that a little bit more, giving people maybe the real answer to the question that they're looking for here. Here's Doc on the status of Alex Thompson. Most part, it's important we do start fast. I mean, that's something we, we, we want to start fast in every game we play. And uh, so, you know, hopefully we can start fast and, uh, you know, like I say, middle. All right, we'll get that cut here in a second. So um, I'll just set this up here. Um, basically, he's talking about he's not 100% is what it is. So soon as I've got that cut, we'll play it for you. And Dave, um even that, I the other night was, was a couple of times yeah, walking around our room like he wants to put the best guy out there to give us a chance to win. And right now, number 17's not doing it. And next thing you know, 98-yard drive. All right, here's uh, – Let's hear about Alex. All right, here's the right cut, I believe. Here is uh, Doc Holliday on the status of Alex Thompson. Alex Thompson, uh, you know, he's he's getting close. And I think the answer to your question, if we – you know, we're going we're gonna to play the best players we can possibly play that gives us the best chance to win. And if Alex gets to that point that we feel that way – and he'll be the first one to run out there on, on Saturday or we'll sub him in and play him. So yeah, he's getting close. So he's not, he's not 100%. He's not ready to go. That's the Doc Holliday answer to that. And I know the game got tough on Saturday, and it was close. And you're going to have close games, right, Dave? Exactly. You've been in close games. You've been in not-so-close games. You just yank a quarterback because you're feeling like, okay, um, he can't handle the pressure in a, in a close game. He's your starter. Right. And usually pull a guy out to keep him from being hurt is usually why you, you pull him or you're trying to get get something going. You get something going or get the other guy some experience. The game is in hand. But I say you give the kid an opportunity to go out there and win the game. Right. And Which he, he did on the last drive. He went out and won the game. So you can want the other quarterback all you want. Let's not kill this guy mm-hmm. because – some of that was not on him. Again, you've got defenses throwing everything and then some at him because he is a freshman? Rookie, rookie freshman. Playing his fourth game. He's a red shirt. He hasn't had uh, two or three years. He hasn't had 15 years of experience like Stock still has. <laughs> yeah. So I don't pull the kid. Yeah. I give him the opportunity to go out there and win that game and build his confidence because look what they did. They marched that ball down the field. And won the game. Yeah, I mean, I've, even I'm going like that in the 98 yards, and you got to go give them credit. I mean, you're, we're sitting there. I'm thinking maybe something, change, whatever, and and whether Thompson's healthy or not, whatever. Sometimes it's a look, but at the same time, Doc said, "Hey, I put the best 11 on the field that we can win with. And number 17 in that position is the best one." And he proved Doc right on the last drive. Right. So 
let the kid have an opportunity to go out there and win the game, and he went out and won the game. When we come back from break, we're going to hear a little bit from Levi Brown. We've also got Jordan Dowry. Uh, we'll hear from the co-Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week, Tyree Brady, Malik Gant as well. When we come back on this edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center, we are live at the Union Pub and Grill on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill on the Monday, October 1st edition. Drive is on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. In just a moment, we're going to hear a little bit from Player Day. Of course, even though it is Tuesday in Doc Holliday's mind, it really is Monday. Yes. So, a reminder, Monday Night Football and the famous Union Special $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots all night long right here at the Union Pub and Grill. So with a short week, that means Doc Holliday gets to work on a compressed time frame. Yes. He's got everyone on his squad convinced that today is Tuesday. And one of the questions we had for Levi Brown earlier today, Dave, was, you know, what's it like getting ready yeah. for middle? You're on a short week. I mean, I tell you, you don't really realize how, how short weeks are until you get back at 4 a.m. and then you're, you're up the next morning at, at noon or so just to get in here and get a workout in and get yourself treated and whatnot for any bumps and bruises you have. And then you're practicing that night. And, you know, it, it, it comes quick, but at the same time, you know, we're excited it comes quick. It's, it's the opportunity to, to play the game you love on a, a Friday night. It reminds you of high school football, you know, just getting out and, and beating yourself to death every week and then getting to shine it on Friday nights and, and always, always putting on a show. So he's going back to the high school roots. This is high school football Friday night yes. playing on a, uh, a national stage. Not too many teams are playing on Friday, and unlike uh, everyone else, they're playing instead of sitting in a hotel room watching, Right. and that's a great feeling to have. On the flip side, last year they had to travel for the Friday game. This year, middle's got to really change their schedule. they got to come on a Thursday to play Friday, so at least you're at home. It's you're an event. Own, you're in your own bed, as they all say. Well, it's goes. an so It helps a little bit. It's a great advantage yeah. because your whole week is compressed, and then you got to get here and get ready to go for the Friday game. Yeah, and you're the only show in town because uh, they're on TV network that night, and that's the only game we can play. Now, earlier we talked about the Middle Tennessee State defense. FAU was not able to really light them up. So Middle Tennessee won that game, and that was one of the questions we had for Levi Brown. Just talk a little bit about that Middle Tennessee State defense. Uh, Middle Tennessee, every year they do something different on defense that you never really see anywhere else. I mean, they'll have times where they line up four people outside their DNs and sometimes and it make you kind of change your offense for their defense, which is something that I think they do really well. Um, they have, a, I think, a majority of their D-line back from last year. They finally graduated that one linebacker, number 31, that I felt like was there forever. I think he uh, actually went to school with Michael Selby uh, back then. but. Um, you know, they've got a really good group of D-line and, and their front seven is a, a veteran group from what I can see. And we look forward to putting our veterans against theirs. So here's a team that's going to be a pretty veteran across the board. And then you're trying to throw a redshirt freshman quarterback at them right. and get that running game going. They're going to have their work for them. They're going to have their, their work cut out for them. They will. And you understand middle with explosive as SMBU is, they pretty much contained him. That's the most they've been contained by a league opponent. So Marshall's got a challenge. If they can stop FAU, they, I believe they can stop anybody or at least make it difficult on them. Well, here's another point of view on that Middle Tennessee State defense. Here's Jordan Dowry and his thoughts on them. Uh, they're, they're a really unique defense. The, the stuff that they do, um, you don't really see anywhere else. They, they have a very particular way that they run their odd front. And they do a lot of that. Um, and they're very different from what we played against last week, a pretty low percentage blitz team to a really high percentage blitz team. So those are the kind of things that, that we'll have to adjust to and practice this week. So 
lots of different things he says. It's almost like you think, are these one of these junk teams? You know, you junk it up a little bit to, to, when Marshall comes to line and they have to, you know, make them think a little bit instead of just four, three. Every time you come to line, you have an idea what to do. And these guys are three, four, four, three. Why there are all these guys over here? If they make you think, they got the advantage. Well, I think the good news here is um, they've got the thundering herd. That is, right? They've got the co-offensive player of the week trying to go against that defense, and that's Tyree Brady. Now, again, we talked about a lot of people. Hey, why aren't you making your quarterback change? And why aren't you being able to do this? Why aren't you being able to do that? And then they go orchestrate a 98-yard drive. drive. And Tyree Brady, a big part of that, and he was asked a little bit about that, to talk about that 98-yard drive. Sort of gelled this team a little bit. They came together to make that happen. Here's Tyree Brady. Yeah, that, that drive just says a lot of, a lot about our team. You know, we made a lot of mistakes on offense and defense, but, you know, for us to still go out there and put together a 98 drive for the game winner against our rivalry in their stadium, I mean, it just says what type of team we are. So – Yep. In their stadium, rivalry game, 98 yards. And number eight, as he has said many a time, I like the situation. I want to, you know, give me the ball. 32-yard touchdown pass. Who caught it? Number eight. When talking to him, every time you mention man-to-man, he, he smiled. Lo- he loves man-to-man. Yeah. He's hoping they just stick one guy on him because then it's on him. Because the other night on the touchdown pass, he, he beat the one guy out back to the middle and, and that. It was like all he's got to do is give him the ball. Don't overthrow him. He's wide open. Get him the ball. And then yards after, as, as Coach Cramsey said in the beginning of the year, nice to have him on our team because you get the ball in the neighborhood, he'll get it. Yards after catch, he could make even me look good. That's if saying, I could get it to him. That's saying something, Dave. I know. That's saying something. I know. I have a brown shirt and you have a Bengals. That's yeah, exactly. Again, <laughs> uh, poor life choices but, there. But Mr. Brady, is uh, he's living up to what we were told he was going to be. Get him the ball. If he's man-to-man, guess what? They're going to him. And that's where the run game's got to come to life and open up some, some holes and get some yardage on the ground to, to keep him honest. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole key. Yeah. You want to get the ball to him more, keep him honest on the ground. And if they are honest on the ground or not, yeah, they're double-teaming him, thinking the run's not going to be able to, to do much and it's not being able to do much, right. then they've got him. Yeah, because, I mean, I know NC State is NC State, ACC, but at the same time when you think back to what they did, they pretty much kept things in front of them. They're going to blitz a little bit more. And I think yeah. also he's chomping at the bit to see that because. Oh, you do that, you get burned. Yeah. Hey, blitz, go ahead. And I think Tyree is waiting for yes. that. He'll he'll definitely see his opening and take it. To live and die by the blitz. And he says, uh, that's probably not a good thing to try against us. Now, Middle Tennessee, of course, defensively, they're going to be a tough challenge for the Thundering Herd. But offensively, it's all the quarterback. It is that's the reason why they're where they're at right now. Brent Stockstill, he's Southpaw. been there forever. And Malik Gant gave us a little bit more on what Brent Stockstill is all about. With a quarterback like Stockstill, uh, just knowing that he's having experience uh, playing against uh, great defenses uh, throughout the years, like even my freshman year going, uh, seeing him play against uh, TQ and all, all our good DBs, just seeing his uh, – him young being able to, and just with these years behind him, just going to this game, knowing what type of quarterback we're going to play. Second best quarterback maybe Marshall's faced. Yeah, Finley's going to be hard to beat. This is the best, but uh, ACC. But league-wise, probably. And like he said, how long has he been here? I mean, if we go back to rosters, stock still, stock still, stock still. 
a lefty, which is a stabler-type throw maybe. But as Doc would say, he makes plays. And they're sitting. With his hands, throwing the football, or pay attention, he can hurt you on the run as well. Yeah, and they're Just sitting. FAU, well, how about the run? Because he beat them. Yeah, and they're sitting at 1-0 and in league play right now. So they have got themselves in a position. They come in, beat Marshall. They're looking pretty good for the East yeah. title right now. Yeah. yeah. It, it seemed to have opened up. The players thought that this league was already wide open for this year, but MTSU beating FAU made a statement that, yes, the East Division is open. It's there for the taking. And we're here to put our claim on it. Exactly. But we're only one game in. But still, you'd rather start 1-0 and than 0-1 and dig right. your way out of that hole. Or 0-2. Because, you know, even though you win division, if you do well enough, you get to host. It'd be nice if La Tech or North Texas, whoever comes out, had to come all the way over here instead of you having to fund your way to Denton, Texas. Well, La Tech right now is on top. That's right. So if they lose somewhere and the East Division champions got a better record, it's coming back, the East. That's what you want. Yes. You're kind of looking like, okay, you guys find some losses over there. Mm-hmm. We'll take care of our business. But if Marshall takes care of business and goes undefeated in conference play, don't worry about that because yeah. it'll take care of itself. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned this year the schedule set up. I thought it was kind of front-ended. You have – Western, middle, early. FIU's very late. FIU's down the road a little bit. Last year, those people usually fell at the end. Now, you suddenly, if you take them down, you're 2-0. They're both 1-1. One and one, And the tiebreaker, should it come down to those two, you beat them head-to-head. So, tiebreakers are in your favor. Right now, FAU might not be the, uh, the, the league champion. You still got some work to do. Yeah. And you're sitting there with, okay, maybe it's FIU. Maybe FIU's the Florida team you keep an eye on. That's a surprise. I mean, you think, and they still have to, I mean, they've got a couple of Western teams they have to play on the road, like a La Tech. They have to go to North Texas. So maybe we anointed Lane and the boys too soon this year. If I'm guilty, I'm guilty. But I thought they would be loaded other than a quarterback. Singletary's doing something, as he usually does. But at the same time, their production at quarterback has not been what a Lane Kiffin quarterback does Production-wise, well, the lane he's tra- still searching. The lane train uh, last year was it's off the tracks right now. Yeah, a bit. it was rolling, but now the thundering herd, at least at the moment, uh, are part of the conversation for the championship. When we come back, we're going to hear a little bit from Ryan B. Hero of the game, play of the game. He was uh, instrumental in that victory. We'll hear from him when we continue with this edition of the drive. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center, and also. We are at the Union Pub and Grill today, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. And you can listen to every bit of this right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Back to the Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm joining me at the Union Up and Grill today, the former young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. Today was player day, so a chance to catch up with some of the guys and get their thoughts on what happened last week. And, of course, look ahead as we are on a short week, or as Doc Holliday says, we're on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, one of the guys that uh, I'm excited to see out there is Ryan Bead, yes. and he definitely was a factor in this game. Maybe not the game he wanted last week against NC State, but he was out there more. He, he looks, finally was out there. Yeah, he looks great. He's in better condition mm-hmm. he feels good and he wanted to go out there and and make a play because yeah, he didn't he did. yeah he didn't feel good about his performance yeah I mean, yeah look you're just you're back in the game you know that's a victory in itself but he did not feel good about the way he played so ryan b when he caused the fumble that saved the day that had to be the play of the game that's the game ball right there you mm-hmm. give it to him and i was kidding with him before we asked the question it's like hey the bus ride must have been good you were definitely uh, liking one of my tweets i mentioned you in so he <laughs> laughed but i asked him about that hey how's it feel you went out there and not only had an impact you had the play you made the play of the, the game, game changer baby uh it was just a great feeling you know it was uh i was kind of struggling you know after after nc state i didn't feel like i played how i should have you know I've, i feel like when uh when the going gets tough you know i i need to step up and make a play and it was really good to be able to do that for the team you know it's uh I kept telling the defense when the offense is out there doing that 98-yard drive they did, um, you know, we got to stay together because we're going to have to go out there and, and get a stop and win this game. And uh, it, it felt really good to be able to do that. So he goes out there, does what he wanted to do, and that's have an impact. And not only did he have an impact, I mean, he had a game changer. That was the play of the game. Nothing else. Even the 98-yard drive, yeah. even though that was important, Right here it is. If he doesn't get the sack, then we're not talking about the 98-yard drive. No, we're not. We're talking about that pass that, you know. And he's mentioned he beat the guy on the outside. So if I'm a tackle having to block him, I'm going to try to take him as wide as I can. He got by him, doesn't see him. Guess what? Tom Brady rule didn't apply here. Ball's down. Juwan Young falls on it. Nice bus ride home. And by the way, we should, uh, we should mention Juwan Young, the other hero of the game, because he actually fell on it. Yeah. So Ryan causes it. And Young's picking it up and going, hey, I'm going to make good on this. Yeah, because you talked to him after the game, and he's going like, well, I wanted to hit him too, but he was already hit. I saw the ball. I'll fall on it. And, you know, make plays, make plays. So, uh, that's you know, first time it's happened. But, hey, first time for everything, and in this situation, an appropriate time for it. So, Ryan, of course, like everyone else, is now getting ready for the short week. They're right in the midst of it right now. And – that was one of the questions we asked of him. Hey, you know, getting ready for the game. You're on a short week again. The, the joke, it gets tiresome. But, you know. <laughs> it happens. On, if you play on Friday, it's going to come. It's Doc Holiday time. So we're on Tuesday now. So here's Ryan's uh, thoughts on the fact that this is a short week getting ready for MTSU. We had a five-hour bus trip to celebrate, and then we got back, went to bed, and you know, we had practice yesterday. This is a short week, and um, you know, we got Middle Tennessee, a really good team. You know, They just beat FAU. Uh, coming in here on Friday, so uh, we're ready for the challenge. So, enjoy the the win at while it lasted, and the the jubilation for the win. 
bus ride. That's yeah. it. You, you get to enjoy it on the bus. And even then, some of those guys were doing some work looking because, again, they have iPads and they can sit and look at footage. There's a way to pass time. Yeah, they found ways to, yes. to get their football homework in. So Ryan B., his homework assignment now is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in Conference USA, Brent Stockstill. Here's Ryan B.'s assessment on him. You know, Brent Stockstill, he has, he's been hurt the past two years, uh, so I haven't played him since I think he's a 15 season. So uh, excited to see him back. Uh, he's a great quarterback. You know, he'll he'll run it just as much as he throws it. So, you know, that's an, another challenge this week is uh, being able to stop him. So I want to know a little bit more. Like, what's the challenge here this week? Last week against Western, you had the quarterbacks, the multiple quarterback challenge, that that potential there. So I asked Ryan, hey, What's the challenge here this week? What's different from Western Kentucky to Middle Tennessee as far as the challenge is concerned? Western, they had the three, two or three different quarterbacks that are rotating, and uh, and they're more trying to get out of the pocket and uh, prolong plays, I guess you'd say. But where we're socks, so he wants to stay, stay in the pocket, and look downfield. Um, you know, he'll take hits, and uh, so you know we got to be able to push that pocket and get him off his spot. So that's going to be the goal. Yes. And with a quarterback like Stockstill, he's not just going to sit there and take a sack. He's going to find ways to get the ball out, or he's going to make himself scarce. Yes. And, and he won't slide. He's definitely going to be one of their toughest challenges. Right. Yeah, I think he's the second-best quarterback they're going to face right. this year. Yeah, number one's already come and gone. So this is number two. Right. But he's, he's pretty dangerous in, in different ways because you get a good quarterback who can get out of the pocket and make himself elusive. Mm-hmm. That's going to be work all day for yeah. the defense. You know, Finley was good, but he really wasn't going to take off. Ryan, but he uh, didn't have to, no, though. he didn't have to either. But Stockstill, he'll stay back there. But you know, if it breaks down, hey, I, I'm game. I'll take off. That's, it, that's in my uh, DNA. You know, I will run it. I'm not afraid. And if you think I'm going to slide down and not get the extra yard wrong, I'm going to take – I'm getting everything I can get. you got to be careful with a guy like that because yeah. you think, all right, I've got him. Nope, he's coming right at you. Yeah. He's – He's like a running back. I right. think that was what was said about him earlier, and that means he's going to target you. He's going to try to hit you to get that extra yard. Yeah, so you got to sure. be careful. And I think over the last few years, Marshall's had the upper hand on these guys. You know, I think they got him down there last year. They beat him here before. So Stock still hadn't had a whole lot of success. So his last good round, he's going to do everything he can to change it around. And, and you know, you're talking about the short week. I, I hit me a minute ago. If Doc coached in the NFL, what would he do if they played on Sunday and had to play on Thursday? His calendar would just blow up. <laughs> you, would blow his, you would blow his mind if you did that. His calendar would just go like, I mean, you think about it, especially if they had to travel. The NFL Thursday, I'm thinking, man, Doc, he gets crazy on the Friday situation. Thursday? Please don't ever go to Thursday. Do you That's think, just a supposition. Let's get back to stocks. No, I'm, I'm good with that because, uh, <laughs> again, you've got to take on a middle. And, of course, the travel is going to be the factor for them. Yeah. And Marshall, other than a couple of times in you know, they lost, they lost in 2013. Okay. They lost a, a big one there, 51-49. And then they lost in 2015, 27-24. But okay. the last two years, Marshall has put up a lot of points on them, 42-17 to in 2016. Also uh, a 38-10 victory last year. So Marshall's that was down to, there. Yeah, that was down there. Marshall's got a two-game win streak on them, and they lead the series 5-2. to two. Just to give you a kind yeah. of an idea. but. Yeah. Marshall, as of late, has owned this series. They've right. won three of the last five because the last time Marshall played before Conference USA was in 1994. 
One double A days? Yeah. Donnan was uh, the head coach in 94. Okay. So they won that one 49 14. was probably there then, too. <laughs> it feels uh, like maybe it. Maybe not. I know. It's like, you know, you go James to Donnelly rosters, was the head coach. You get the rosters out, and you're going, wait a minute. You only get four years to play. What's going on here? So he's one of those guys, just like people playing Marshall, go, they were glad to see Tyree Brady finish up this year. And Stockstill opponents will go, glad he is gone. There are a lot of guys from Middle Tennessee that I'm glad they're gone. You got a couple in basketball. Yeah. You're really glad they're gone. <laughs> I, didn't I can s- remember the basketball I didn't situation. send Giddy Potts a graduation <laughs> gift. I still owe him one. But basketball-wise, you're going like, my God, 100 years? Come on, dude. But uh, that was one you just, I'll never forget you going like, is he still here? I was going to walk him, I was gonna walk him off the right stage. There. there he is right I'm there. serious. <laughs> I was going to walk him up, get his diploma, and walk him off. Yeah. And with stocks, still, you kind of feel like, okay, uh, do you need help to yeah. find the, the stand to get your degree? I don't think you're that indebted to him as you were to ben, Mr. Potts. That, Mr. Potts and you had something going. Well, I had something going. He, he didn't know my name. Okay. That's okay, though. Twitter or not, he didn't know. He didn't know who I am. Still doesn't. <laughs> That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. It's like certain players. You, you want them to be gone because they're such a good player. You respect them from the other exactly. team. And Stock still is one of those guys. In football, it's not as much, though, as basketball because yeah. you see them more in basketball, right, right. And especially in Conference USA. Exactly. Two times, maybe three in a tournament or something like that. You're going like, I'd rather see him holding a diploma than a basketball because he can't hurt me with his diploma, but he can hurt me with his basketball. This is a tough team Marshall's facing. Yeah. yeah, this is a tough team Marshall's facing. I think that's a fair assessment. Again, they proved themselves. They beat Florida Atlantic, and that was supposed to be yeah. the team to beat in Conference USA. Well, guess what? They beat the team to beat. Right. And right, right now. now they're going to be uh, coming in here with a lot to play for. Because yeah, you've heard the old saying, they're the champion until somebody takes them down. Well, Middle Tennessee took them down. So now they're feeling pretty good. And I'd be interested to see how they market it this week, Paulie. You know, marketing, first place on the line, uh, Middle Tennessee in the house, stock still. Got a lot of reasons to be in the Joan Friday night. Well, right now I'm sure FAU's rooting for themselves to win on uh, Saturday, and they're rooting for Marshall. Right. Because if Meadow gets a loss and then they come in here, they come in here, they get the win against Marshall, and then it's a tiebreaker situation. So right now they're rooting for everyone who plays Middle to beat them. So right now Middle, Middle friends, Middle, yeah, they need to win this game. Marshall yeah. needs to win this game. That's the, that's the only thing. Yeah. Marshall is still in that situation where they're going to start having to um, just amass wins because yeah. FAU could come in, win that they, game lose only once, and possibly win the tiebreaker. There's right. still so many ways Scenarios. to go here. This is not over by any the stretch of imagination. The win at Western, maybe some people might not see it. That's, that's the one, putting the steel column, whatever. When it's all said and done, at the end of the year, you want to control your destiny. You win, you take care of it. If you know, Don't have to say, well, we need help, help, help. They put Western behind the eight ball. They control their destiny, and if they could take down middle, ball's still in their court. I know we're in Statsville at this point. Yeah. You want to you get that's part of the church. Yeah, you want to get out of Statsville here, but the Thundering Herd right now uh, have a showdown with Middle Tennessee on Friday. That's going to do it for this edition. We are here at the Union Pub and Grill. I want to remind you that the Monday special, dollar fifty bottles and two dollar call shots. Don't forget. You can watch Monday Night Football as well right here at the Union Pub and Grill. Coming up next, Statewide Sports Line. Then I'll be back on the air with Bob Pruitt and Don Nealon for the Don Nealon and Bob Pruitt Show. 
for the former quarterback of the Marshall Young Thundering Herd, Dave Walsh, and our producer, Gabriel Sumler, Time Point Swan, back tomorrow to do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. station.